Okay, welcome back everyone. We are here for a second part of our episode eight with Let's Get Uncomfortable, and we have Mr. Krish Ramnani with us back again. And this time we are going to dig a little more deeper in, into the tech space in India. What's happening? Some of the current events and what impact they have on our ecosystem, the tech ecosystem, our infrastructure based on tech in India. And we would like to. Welcome, Krish, again. And Krish, how are you feeling? Thanks, Dot Mulga. I'm feeling absolutely fine, perfect. Thank you so much for having me back, and super delighted for yet another amazing Sunday to uh, continue this conversation. And we have Ayushman also from the Sheep from the Sheepels podcast. Last time I was pronouncing <laughs> wrong. Sheepels. <laughs> yeah, I remember. He's from the Sheepels podcast, and yeah, Ayushman, we'll start. We'll. Like to start off with you, so yeah. And uh, before we actually completely jump into the whole ed tech sector and how technology is changing uh, different like genres and sectors, I wanted to first talk about events because personally, I have been working in events for a, I guess for five years now, mm-hmm. because uh, my mother. uh started this company of her own uh where event management where we used to do a lot of concerts and as you know with covid hitting uh, us really hard especially the event industry everything went virtual concerts became virtual like uh, all the different kinds of events have become virtual now from where i come it's more concerts but we've also seen different conventions happening happening virtually we've seen different meetings and uh speeches and keynotes happening virtually uh what is your reaction and review about like how this event industry has become more virtual and how it might be going forward especially like with the pandemic the re- uh, how people are responding because concert side and artist side there has been a lot of difficulty especially with like artists not ma- being able to make the money that they used to make before and especially touring used to be a big part of their uh, sets and lives but mm-hmm. now like they have to make their own patreons they have to continuously be uh, like in the uh, in, in eyes of the, of social media to actually be relevant in that sense but like how does what do you think is the case with events right now and what's your reaction so um fantastic point to actually bring up right it's been amazing now today um there are there is a very stark thought process on this one we can't mix the two so let's let's just go little step by step and slightly uh, systematically Yeah. One, when you talk about events, the definition of event is an experience. Yeah. That is the that is the ethos. That is the premise on what an event is actually created. Now, when you segment an event, whether it's an exhibition, whether it's a concert, it's about the entire touch and feel experience that you're able to actually witness and experience mm-hmm. at an event. Correct. So. post the pandemic or during the pandemic because of proximity yes there has been a very different or like a massive shift in paradigm and in consumer behavior even to events but mm-hmm. if you ask me going forward and what the situation is today i would say it's uh, two very very separate buckets that we're dealing with yeah number 1 i would say a new form of events has actually come across and as we already discussed or we have been discussing right that adversity mm-hmm. does create innovation or it stems innovation so yeah. i was actually blown away by what the people at iit did for the convocation and recently what i saw was in iit madras as well 
that they did a mixed reality piece where they were actually giving out convocation there which they had like a kind of a surreal experience or rather a virtual experience where they could actually mimic that entire experience of a convocation now yeah. if you see think about it when you're talking about education in a very small aspect it's that convocation where you actually get the experience to throw the hat in the sky with mm-hmm. your friends and your peers after toiling for all these years in whatever course you've done that experience that thrill can never be simulated yeah that's so, that's so the actual scientific use case of virtual reality and mixed reality was essentially to create simulations mm. so when you talk about online events what are we talking about we're talking about nothing but simulation Mm-hmm. so since we're talking about trends and adapting to the future let's be honest like there are certain things that can never be experienced for instance yeah. how many times have you heard this dialogue in a very frugal fashion hey there's no point in going and seeing the concert just download it on spotify man no that's not cool because yeah. what a concert experience is like the entire crowd like for example the rock concert the entire crowd you know the struggle the entry the anticipation the vibe the noise the mm-hmm. vibration yeah the head banging the mosh pits you know that's that's what you live for yep when yep. you see it online is nothing but like flipping through mtv so what's the point exactly and uh, this is this uh, the funny thing here is we just spoke about rhcp playing in front of, uh, you can see the pyramids behind them and in that location like when exactly. they're playing live like that experience of, of that experience yeah. of the rhcp concert in egypt was absolutely unreal i didn't get the opportunity to go to but i did know i did know a few people who actually did and it was mm-hmm. it was stunning like it was breath uh, it was like breathtaking right yeah. imagine yes. you've got like the pyramids and everything but again let's get back to topic speaking yeah. of which that speaking of which that certain things cannot be kind of simulated is what we're trying to say true and today true. what we're saying is a virtual event or an online event is a simulation of an event however there has been a new capacity or a new kind of format that has been receptive to the crowd where you can kind of do online events mm-hmm. to its best fullest so i'm not saying it's a replacement but there's definitely a new genre that has been created mm-hmm. there's definitely a been a new genre that has been created which the audience have kind of got receptive to and in my opinion i feel that's pretty cool we're not saying we're replacing we're replacing an event per se but we are definitely creating a new segment altogether called online events mm-hmm. now what typically happens with online events is that you are not bound by real estate for instance yeah. if there's a capacity of 20000 people or xyz xyz with digital it's a click of a button so you can actually accommodate a lot more people and a lot more audience cross domain cross sector even uh, cross border right because there's no mm-hmm. entry barrier or there's no yeah. sorry rather uh, than entry by there's no geo geographical barrier here yeah yeah true so that is kind of cool and the kind of innovation that we're seeing with you know 3d stages and convocations and everything has been great like in terms of even webinars and everything but of course it brings us back to what we spoke about culture right about mm-hmm. having an office that that whole body language the vibrations yeah. and in fact what can be spoken in a physical conversation can definitely not be simulated online Mm-hmm. yeah so you know even if you're talking about like a corporate like a corporate uh, event when you have thousands of thousands of people online there are certain other technological barriers that you cannot have conversation of 20000 people cross talking it's a very like it's a very like announcement kind of a format or a one one is to one or a singular kind of person format to many 
and mm-hmm. only one can one person can ask at a time which is like kind of pipeline so not everyone gets a chance and the beauty of events is actually like you know like uh, networking and cross talking and you know like exchanging ideas yeah. and thoughts and one thing le- leading to the other like i remember attending so many business conferences like even if like for example startup conferences on the buy side as well because i was associated with a couple of angel investors as well and even on the sell side right like having mm-hmm. to like go and pitch your startup as well so in those kind of networks even though there are so many people who just come attend and they are not on buy side or or sell side sell either side. they are just here as spectators but the kind of networking that you create from that is phenomenal so yeah. all these kind of things like even though you try to kind of simulate is not going to be done to the best of its ability best of its ability but mm-hmm. all i can say is that in the pandemic or you know till however long it's lasting there have been overcomes there have been kind of uh, innovations to kind of bridge that gap but definitely not replacements as events as a piece because it's all about yeah. touch and feel true and, and uh, you know I... in fact uh, sorry i just want to con- complete one more thing um uh, i would say the same thing as the retail experience as well in terms of shopping yeah yeah like uh, as much as people uh, and i agree completely with you about like the fact that when you talk about networking especially when if conventions are held for like some kind of uh, whether de- development is there or tech conventions are there it's where people would network now like you're trying to chat on a on an online like chat room and half the time with your mess like 10 20 30 people whoever are chatting together 40 people and the messages just like keep going up and up and you won't see anybody like being able to ha- hold that proper conversation and how do you even connect to people online right like you said it's difficult in that no so there that. are in fact to your surprise there are alternate solutions for that which uh-huh. you know like for example i saw this one indian startup called emeet pretty cool you can yeah. check it out yeah. where they have open forums and they've got like you know discussion tables Oh, okay. you know like you know like uh, um so uh, essentially you know what i'm saying is like for example they you know how you have like a poker table in a casino yeah so yeah, they yeah, created yeah. like these graphics of like tables like small tables like poker tables right, kind of set right. so you can just go and join a discussion for example this this huh. this this so there are alternate solutions for that but what we're saying is that there is definitely a technological barrier to kind of simulate the real uh, touch and feel experience you know, yeah. event yeah, yeah, experience yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and i was yeah. saying the similar thing for even uh, uh, no so there are two things here one is music concerts right so the yeah. acoustics the vibe the whole synergy the whole anticipation the thrill of going there they're going yeah, as an outing yeah, yeah. being together meeting people you know it's just a different vibe altogether yeah 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 very true and uh, second thing what i was also going to say is about retail you know when you shop why is essential for for three dimensional is basically a lot of touch and feel for example fabric Mm-hmm. material for example interiors everything is a very touch and feel experience yeah yeah photos don't do justice to it yeah. i would also like to bring one point here is that you know as well as you know there are many limitations to online events but there have been some positives also like most of the online events like counting stand up shows and gigs music or gigs have been heavily relied on zoom so do you know like in the lockdown the zoom actually became the zoom's market value became 50 billion in in just <laughs> lockdown amazing. like it was nothing before lockdown nobody no, of course i completely agree with you and it was kind of inevitable right 
so yeah. we spoke about that that when we spoke about digital being the new normal last time mm-hmm. and we had a discussion and like how it's impacted in the change of consumer pattern and we spoke about you know that 21 days and lifestyle yeah, and all that yeah. stuff so essentially speaking that a lot of tech based companies for example your entertainment platforms where you have your netflix and everything all their values have gone considerably high essentially like even if you talk about a platform like zoom suddenly zoom has become i mean like a networking commuting or, or sorry or rather a communication medium which is kind of having a high reliability on people to communicate on so mm-hmm. obviously the kind of usability has gone super high now datmulga uh, what i wanted to actually tell you is like you know you spoke about stand up comedies and all moving online but if you see if you see even online a lot of them had kind of positioned their shows like you know support us mm. to support the artistry so the yeah. thing is that if you have to say that from a consumer experience is an online experience the best to do it like for a stand up comedy show maybe not it's just like watching a video then right yeah yeah but like on like on demand video so like today there's no difference between again it comes back to the same digital two dimensional format yeah and, and we spoke about we spoke even about consumerism like like the way we consume content is like so heavy like today as i told you we kind of binge watch shows in like 3 3 days or yeah. even one night for that matter so imagine a movie feels like a snack because it doesn't <laughs> do justice to yeah. you know like yeah. that kind of characters so my point being is like there are been there have been innovations and solutions to have like more like a stopgap mechanism Mm-hmm. But what has been created is more like a segmentation that online events is going to have its own its own segment yeah, its own later. segment and not going to intervene with the other. Like for example, an online segment, as we mentioned, like you know, it's really easy to connect. You know, cross borders, no barriers yeah. for like yeah. uh, uh, commuting and you know from all of that stuff. But obviously, it cannot be ever seen as a substitute per se of something that is physical. There could be a stopgap solution that. may kind of as we discussed mm-hmm. simulated that's simulated, the best way yeah. to kind of define it but it's not a replacement for sure so let's put it this way like the online event or everything right here would mm-hmm. be a simulation of what could be reality for instance i am certain that if today we were in in normal times this podcast also that we would be shooting we would have like at least if not an elaborate set but at least you know like a nice couch or probably like yeah. uh, probably a like you know a couple of coffees and like some mics and you know like the kind of vibe yeah, we would yeah. be in the same room would be so different very true and talking about events how can we forget sporting events <laughs> like, let me just sorry sorry could you repeat that i didn't get you yeah talking about events how can we forget about sporting events so oh, for sure on sporting events the biggest leap was made by ufc and nba ufc nice. did a fucking deal with abu dhabi and rented out an island which is called the fight island <laughs> and all of their events they have been pushed there they're streaming it online like i am a huge ufc follower so i've mm-hmm. been loving the experience and and there's also nba like the nba bubble like <laughs> yeah. so what was the positive like you know like the audience the audience didn't get the full experience of an nba playoff but the players had a different outtake because players who were underdogs or who were rookies 
they shined in the nba bubble like i mean uh, look at the trail blazers man like yeah. oh my god damian lillard and the whole team what happened in that for, uh, to get them to the playoffs as well they won and chris i'm not kidding you yeah. like there there were two three players like there was devin booker damian lillard yeah. and even tj pj warren from india yeah. so like these three players like they had a consistent scoring but pj warren had 350 point games in the nba bubble so like the play, <laughs> what the players said was they did not face the pressure from the audience because mm. in nba playoffs there are home court games and there are away games so like the, if there was no audience they didn't have the pressure to perform so like that was one of the positives from the player side in the sporting events and even in the ufc like the fighters who actually fought they said they like they actually kind of liked it because they can hear their punches they can hear every sound they can hear movements so like these like the sporting events like which were happening in the west and the foreign sports they were actually enjoying a lot but they were losing a, they were losing a lot of money but yeah they had to adapt so, but so the, I, on the counter like you know you're speaking about the fight like i know that big khabib fight that happened that mm. was absolutely <laughs> outstanding right and yeah. like like you know you speak so i'm not means i am uh, i'm a lakers boy but i don't <laughs> yes. uh, i don't uh, watch i don't watch it or follow it too often because you know the timings are slightly off but oh, of course yeah. king james all hail king oh james. he he he's always had the crown he should he, he killed it this time oh my god but ipl went for a big toss like because no, I, so i was just coming to that like when we look at the indian sporting side yeah. i think what they were able to do is like you know so you know just after this sports segment i'm going to tell you something from my learnings which i you know hope we highlight in this podcast as well mm-hmm. like ipl being the center stage of entertainment in india they kind of made it happen with like these air bubbles and you know they overcame it you know with kind of accommodating players globally so you yeah. see nba was still a very local sport which yeah. they had to create yeah. bubbles but you know when you talk about a center stage of sport and you're able to kind of curate players globally like right from west indies australia england mm-hmm. south africa india you know and different different places to have them all assembled in a single place you know and coordinating with so many different countries and getting permissions and all i think that was phenomenally done mm-hmm. so the fact that is that it's today's everybody's entertainment even till right now like just before this of course a match was going <laughs> on and it's just been absolutely great how they were able to create sport there however yeah. on the flip side like if you look at even like uh, if you there's the same if you look at football even like we yeah. saw we saw the expedite the expediting of the premier league last season how yeah. they had so many matches and they innovated by you know even you know you see companies or you see like these uh, you see the authorizations innovating with people's even fatigue level so they had a like a half time in a half time yeah did you know that like a drinks break Yeah yeah drinks break like every 20 minutes they were they, yeah, so there was like, there yeah. was like it, it was like almost divided to quarters how we have in basketball yeah 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 with oh, like I, breaks, yeah for sure it was about quarters yeah like about quarters but you know with shorter breaks to kind of regroup change momentum and mm-hmm. uh, rehydrate you know to stop like cramps and first time you know you've seen so many matches happening back to back we saw the champions league and even these big leagues are like big money games right so you mm-hmm. have like these people assembling players from this is all over europe all over in a europe, single yeah. place or even like you know uh, all over the world actually you know from even different leagues from uh, from from like you know um, 
even in Africa or like from different different uh, uh, like uh, South uh, America, cultures Africa, or yeah, 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 yeah from different different origins right so and different different ethnicity so these guys had come from geographical geographical barriers actually so all yeah. coming down and you know making sport work and you know giving that back to the fans it was absolutely fantastic but you know to kind of simulate audience has been slightly very difficult because you see experience is all about handling pressure like mm-hmm. we discussed last time so you said like you know how you said like how the younger players could perform because there's no crowd there's no favoritism yeah there's no like you know like kind of if you mess up like the stakes are much lower there's no shitting on you for example like if you've seen banter on sport like you know i i remember watching a cricket match in and cricket is like really rowdy right when they come yeah, to yeah, like yeah. when it comes to like uh, in the heat of the moment it's yeah. yeah like no when it comes to like banter like if you've been to like the vankare stadium and hear these oh, chants and definitely. all that it's obnoxious yeah. like they can really tear up <laughs> players confidence down you know yeah so uh, with absolutely nothing you just feel like you're in a training ground I can still like remember some of the chants which I won't mention right now because they do get rowdy but oh my god <laughs> they amazing too like in in that atmosphere truly is amazing plus the IPL uh talk about mm-hmm. this platform but you know exactly what I'm saying so like you know speaking of the younger players like we all even today how we all take inspiration from sport right mm-hmm. so like even the younger players having no pressure on them no fans no fans no spectators so it just literally feels like almost as a training ground so you know that kind of pressure gets eased off because then you know then they actually become uh, neck to neck with the greats yeah. the difference is you know yeah. the greats have got like the super this the superior fan following and yeah. people wearing their jerseys so the expectations also are very different however coming back to being an online sporting event what do mm-hmm. they do what do the production companies do they kind of simulated audience for the spectators yeah. like you know with the noises yeah. and everything even though sometimes the timing is slightly off but still yes. and i must comment on one more thing like you spoke about fighting i must going to say like again a fanboy again fanboy moment childhood fan of this place uh the wwe actually oh yeah. i had the thunderdome experience <laughs> like i saw that like they had a full simulated audience packed into their uh, stadium or their no so hang on to that so i don't know if you know but how the evolution of that came so the mm-hmm. first few weeks they didn't they didn't want to stop their broadcasting because like a monday night raw or a tuesday night smackdown tuesday night, or a thursday night smackdown whatever it's still like entertainment like a soap like a soap for a lot of people so they didn't want their storylines or you know their whole their whole broadcasting to kind of get affected so the first couple of even tna wrestling like of god it's like coca cola and pepsi right yeah, the, yeah. the wrestlers sometimes i hear or there then they keep moving and shut shut things back <laughs> yeah. but uh, the first couple of times when they actually did it there was absolutely nobody in the audience mm-hmm. so you know when they were saying their dialogue or their banter it just felt really weird like i remember it would stone fall stone flat <laughs> without like the audience <laughs> actually did like yeah, i remember stone yeah. cold saying like give me a hell yeah <laughs> yeah i got it i got you yeah so you yeah. know you used to say you know when he saying what the <laughs> what you know like i got i can't imagine i i like i literally like the dx would never work out in <laughs> yeah yeah you can't do dx without the audience man. you can't right <laughs> give me two words for you but you know what i'm saying like uh, yeah the, the the resonating of the crowd so then mm-hmm. what they did was i think they did a very good job because you know then they simulated all the audience on steps and they put individual like these led screens and yeah. people's houses so i thought that was really great 
in fact when you come back to indians indian shows in fact even one of our great shows which is a trending show in india which is a common favorite to everybody that comedy nights with kapil ah yeah yeah so like you know how they have those girls sitting behind sidhu always imagine yeah. they put cardboard versions of them and they put like <laughs> they put like these different people to say because yeah. of course your reaction is with people yeah. right when you're an artist mm-hmm. but again these are all innovations these aren't permanent suggestions you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, and it's all simulated the experience. Like today, there's nothing in the world that I can actually, you know, re- replicate you seeing a WrestleMania live. You know, like mm-hmm. the entire atmosphere that's created in wrestling. Today, when we are so old, today we finally have fathomed the fact that everything we saw in childhood was all like it was all fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. was absolutely biggest heartbreak. And <laughs> biggest, absolutely. But I'm still gonna be like, you know. Every, yeah. Like we said, everything is connected with the memory. So when you have these <laughs> memories of like WrestleMania or yeah. like you know a lot of these things, I would say let those memories be memories and let that not yeah. be tampered at all. Exactly. Yeah. And talking about uh, like I as we were talking about IPL, IPL like did lose its audience factor, like the audience excitement factor. But IPL uh, really banked on sponsorships. So, like due to mm. lack of due to. lack of crowds in the stadiums that they are doing they have enabled a lot of ad placements with like a lot of digital ad placements in the stadium itself which has yeah. you know kind of leveraged them to make money out of it like if they can't like you know really make money with the audience they have actually increased the number of digital ads like the placement of ads in the stadiums which has kind of kind of working for them right now because no, of course these are again like new new revenue models that they had to create right now yeah. today when you look at a when you look at a sporting event what has happened on the flip side because of the entire situation i don't know if you've seen the stats but the numbers are threefold Hmm. like the digital again as i told you center stage of entertainment so what did we speak about last time that how consumerism has moved towards digital in terms of entertainment so if you see the kind of the kind of audience that we are seeing online or even the viewership like you know when you see hotstar you see the number of people there so yeah. and the availability of phone and the people like we said like availability of internet you know sorry even uh, the yeah. movement of entertainment moving towards digital platforms hmm. so when you look at it the kind of eyeballs that have come on ipl have gone far higher so if you see that all the sponsors that are actually coming they could possibly from a revenue angle you know increase the number of endorsements because under what did we discuss last time that ultimately we have to chase where the customers are that's what advertising is mm-hmm. so if, mm-hmm. if if there are tons and tons of customers coming online so obviously the number of placements would go but uh, go higher in fact so what's really funny is as a very keen observation if you're watching on prime time television the mm. only people who are kind of advertising or you would say majority of the people who are kind of advertising which is so funny today is all startups oh, and tech companies all startups all yeah. startups and tech companies which is so funny because it's like you know your white hat junior to your uh, <laughs> to buy juice to like they like, you know like Uh, yeah, even Dream Eleven, Unacademy. Dream Eleven is there a lot. Yeah, Dream Eleven, yeah. Unacademy, and even their entire whole Vodafone idea, the new JV, or rather the new branding that they wanted to unveil. So they yeah. again try to position themselves as a tech-enabled company where you know they're trying to show the entire ecosystem of the entire app coming there. So yeah. it, it's just great that you know how we've seen like mainstream television. In fact, very surprisingly, so like you know ever since TikTok came, like there are so as we discussed, there are so many like. different platforms like tiktok that have come because what's happening mm-hmm. with platforms is that you know tiktok kind of set 
a, a kind of a user convention in terms of content and you know to kind of stimulate that kind of artistry in people to create like video and all of that stuff so you see like you know there are platforms like that mx player josh kind of marketing yeah. themselves as you know yeah. like like you know you could easily say like a tiktok me too then yeah. you would even yeah. say like what's really funny is that i would never imagine but like instagram having like mainstream tv ads on tv mm-hmm. like kind of blew my mind it was like i i kind of felt uncomfortable to see instagram on like my television <laughs> set but it is what it is because you know it's just you're not just not used to seeing something like that there mm-hmm. and now thank like talking about like as krish brought up startups they making the most out of this lockdown thanks for the segue krish and we are moving <laughs> into the and we are moving into another question now like this is quite a like this has been in quite this is a very fiery a uh, current event that's happening in the tech space of india like i'm going to talk about how mm-hmm. there's like an ongoing war between paytm and google play store like this happened after like paytm launched its first like its gamble it sort it, it, well, it was yeah. called as a gamble batch card yeah, yeah, cash so they, yeah they lo- they launched their first pay cash game back. which is actually like you can earn cashbacks while you know yeah. uh, getting your probabilities right about which player is going to perform well and google flagged it under its gambling policies and it kind of took it off its play store and after that there was a very cutthroat comment back between google and paytm so like one like the founder of paytm vijay shekhar sharma he's the mm-hmm. co-founder and chief executive of paytm he said that it's google nirbhar bharat not atmanirbhar because he thinks like because of this there is a lot of monopoly that paid that google play store and apple store have and mm-hmm. due to this there are a lot of startups also that are joining in this like there are more than 150 startups and firms in india are working to form an alliance and they are planning to launch a app with the with not relying on google and apple so that you know they do not face this monopoly and there's like this list of entrepreneurs include not only vijay shekhar from uh, vijay shekhar sharma from paytm but also these include entrepreneurs from companies like razor pay make my trip policy mm. bazaar share chat even they have joined this uh, kind of fight with the google and this happened after there were like these like companies like epic games spotify basecamp and proton mail they also kind of formed a coalition because they also uh, felt that the google and apple are pressurizing their marketplace rules on them and recently google also uh, increased its commission at 30% on all the app, uh, for all the developers like they'll get a 30% cut from every monetizing app so even like, app store has a 30% cut right I don't know what app store but Google recently increased it so Krish I would like to know what is your uh, reading of all of this that's happening in the Indian startup ecosystem No so very interesting point now I have a very uh, a very neutral stand to this and a very uh, different take on this so just to tell you one more thing when Apple and Google they pay their uh, developers they pay them royalties Mhm it's positioned like a royalty so again those publishing so the whole publishing game works very differently so for example there is this whole thing with uh, you know with with these different different places what typically happens is like you know when that whole pubg thing came up and saying that you know with this whole chinese company you know so tencent games are typically like they all publishers 
so even if you see like you know that cut the rope and all those famous game they all are done by these famous publishers chillingo but anyways not to get sidetracked so what i was trying to say is that these these app stores kind of position themselves as royalties now what what typically happens is that when you're looking at companies which are of these mammoth sizes hmm. the investments that have been put in are very 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 large so what typically happens is that it's 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 the it's the ground reality of the fact that so a lot of times it may not be the even the entrepreneur's vision it may not even be the founder's take and a lot of times a lot of decisions are driven by you know like top level politics or you know like top level you know these high money moves which have vested interest with each other so it's that's something which we cannot comment on and you know typically how we realize you know like each one is interconnected with each other and the kind of backings they have is really really mammoth so it's very tough to say what kind of to what extent their vested interest is and how extended how extensively it is however there's one thing that we can really comment on on the user side we already discussed from 2019 onwards there's been a very very strong leverage given to cx and customer experience Mm. and like we've all said like google and apple they've moved towards from from products to service companies at least on their software side not on their hardware side but even to an extent even on their software side you know like the ease of buying stuff even amazon you know the reason why amazon is amazon because of their customer service their customer service like just to like kind of sidetrack for a bit you all know the stories of bezos calling the phone and saying that i want a customer to reach amazon in like in under 2 minutes i don't want to see the bureaucracy and you know the entire piece so all of these companies have moved a lot towards customer centricity so when google and stuff like you know when they have these you know policies in place you know these cashbacks or whatever you know there it's all reading between the lines what comes under gambling and you know like it's all open to interpretation law to law and all of that stuff now the ground truth is yes there is this whole there's this whole kind of motivation and this whole kind of movement saying okay let's make in india and all of that stuff but realistically speaking what my take is that i've been actually writing these articles in the last 4 years that the world is moving towards super apps hey yeah. so what is a super app a super app is basically a one app for everything एवरीथिंग china i think created like this whole thing of wechat where you had literally everything under the sun and the same thing so even like flipkart you see like flipkart videos being hosted there so you know like this trend of having a super app like one app for everything like that's what paytm tried to do initially in its very nascent stage like apart from being a payment channel having like traveling book you know like booking tickets booking movies malls all of that stuff under the same application but now the ground reality of truth is one thing that from a customer angle is that today companies or even startups like we discussed are fighting for real estate on users phones so today if you open each person they open like <clears throat> their phone you'll see apps which they predominantly using on a day to day basis which is a lot of utilities and maybe a couple of games and here and there for entertainment more than that and most of it is getting um, you know occupied by images and whatsapp so if you see that those memes where you say that this is my phone and this much is images and whatsapps I mean, there's it's it's a no-brainer because you know a lot of people don't have the need to delete their WhatsApps, and obviously with phones getting better, the sizes of images also start increasing, right? Yeah. So the the main common issue today is that 
that companies are facing you know um, you know like they're fighting for you know real estate on their on people's mobile phones itself or people's handheld devices itself so you know opening another app store and to see how receptive the market is to that that's going to be slightly questionable so how successful they are in going to you know open app stores and everything so maybe they must have got a lot of um, you know a lot of uh, you know uh, green signals from developers to do that because of course developers want to be everywhere where or you know app app users or app creators want to be everywhere where users are but how mm-hmm. is we it's only a matter of time to play out to see how it's going to come in the indian market which i see slightly challenging from my side but coming back to the point of being a super app yes i've in fact there's an article on linkedin that i had actually written about 3 and 1/2 years ago saying that the world is moving towards super apps and it's just interesting to see how it's actually going to pan out and that's typically what jio's trying to do right now because you know they're mm-hmm. trying to get like all kind of services under the same app yeah yeah right from travel to your know your groceries to uh, you know everything under the same application so you users don't have to get like individual pieces for the same it's just yeah. it's just a matter of panning out to see how you know the interfaces and other reception is going to be because if they're going to depend overly depend on one app for everything mm-hmm. and uh, talking about super apps paytm has been making a lot of big moves because paytm bought insider also making it paytm insider because they wanted like like event book it's all basically a online yeah. ticket booking website for events like paytm bought them and now it's paytm inside so i literally like you know like krish's article is literally reflecting now that you know all the big techs for the unicorns are starting to buy up real estate with and also yeah. paytm is trying to do something with its paytm uh, mini app store but and they said that they wanted to encourage indian developers to you know uh promote their app and build and you know distribute their app on that so krish there's a que- i want to ask you a question like do you think like an if india builds its own app store do you think it will level the playing field um before ha before you were going to say like i was the only que- question that comes to my mind whenever somebody says like building another app store uh my will it level the playing like we are so dependent on google without like all of us it's in general we use google so much is it going to be easy to get like uh, used to a different app store suddenly like uh, you have to download a different app store into your phone in that see i tell you what i'm coming from you know as a tech person it's it's is only going to be the matter of time to see how they implement it mm-hmm. from a user standpoint yeah because what you know typically what's going to typically happen is that if you see app stores particularly they are very coupled with hardware performance hmm you know like for example as a developer you get a lot of access to libraries which are available i'm saying libraries which are available on the hardware for instance if you're developing on apple like apple goes on releasing the ar kits something that yeah. we've been exploring for a while so ar kit is a very apple is a very apple bound, apple hardware bound uh, um kind of a library parallelly there's there's an equivalent for the play store as well like the ar core and all of that stuff but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time to see like you know to what extent are they going to be able to integrate it are they yeah. like for example you can't have a google play store on an apple phone vice versa so like to see you know how how they handle devices play on and how they turn to couple it with operating systems that's going to be very interesting to see how that's going to play out 
True. Like I think what they're trying to do is like kind of pioneer an Indian movement of Indian apps and stuff like that, and try and build that so that you know they kind of what they're trying to say is probably trying to kind of re- regulate the royalties that I mentioned in mm-hmm. terms of you know buying and all of that. Like you talk about Candy Crush until today, they're earning like billions and yeah. billions of dollars, you know, because of a lot of different different things. So it's very interesting to see how that's going to play out. Maybe what the movement and the intention is right. but we never know what the long lasting vested interest or you know what the what the outcome is going to be it, i i i see it challenging a lot of areas as a, from a technical angle but it'll be uh-huh. interesting to see how it's going to play out and uh, yeah that's honestly like it's such a such an interesting thing to think about because o- over the ta- over time we've been like we always just known google right at the end of the day either it's the google store play store or app, app app store that we are using um like we've always had that and we've always used it and now that like we see different things coming up it's starting to like now you you're starting to see like how it'll change right and as you said implementation is the game right now so that's that's the main thing like I, we don't know how uh, and do, like do you have any clue if you think like how it could be uh, what would be a good way to actually implement it in that no so essentially let's see again you said you know you mentioned one thing that we all are used to google Let yeah. me tell you one thing. Twenty years back, there probably was nothing like Google. Yeah, true. So yeah. even if you see Google is there, it just has a larger market cap in terms of its own places. Like let's take a search engine for one. Yeah. But there are other players that do exist. It's not like they're non-existent. Yeah. There are these Chinese browsers. There are like these, you know, like Opera Mini. There are like uh, browsers like DuckDuckGo, and there like some, you know, like even for geeks or something, they have these fantastic, like really cool browsers. but it's all about depending how widely they're used and basically how mm-hmm. quickly a customer gets accustomed to it yeah today yeah. again let's tell you one more thing like you know you're talking about payment solution 10 years back there was nothing like paytm or google pay for that matter it was mm-hmm. all a payment gateway yeah like you know all so you know what i mean even today there's nothing like cred so that that whole trickling down and how it actually kind of binds together and how the user kind of accepts it that's interesting to see how it's going to play out is it going to be successful that we can't comment on at the moment i mean in that sense like yeah that's true that's true and especially like now that you think about now while this part is still going on at the moment with the users still like maybe going to are they going to accept this or not there's another wave that that's been happening in like a different sector this in this case which is the educational side of things where uh, reality like in, we are used to going we were used to going to the classrooms in general but we had seen like uh, classes and education start t- uh, taking place more on on our computers and start, we had, we were getting class work on our computers especially like iide uh, we had the example of like using uh, canva where we had uh, uh, where we basically went and got our assignments there and submitted it there See, similarly like we've seen the growth growth of like educational different proper uh, the academies coming up now whether it be byju's or an academy or khan academy no, we we'll, we we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the education pace very very good point to be made but uh, just to conclude the last piece saying that mm-hmm. i still see a massive challenge in how you know from a from a real estate standpoint on the phone or on handheld yeah. devices how they'll be able to kind of convince users on a very like on to create to actually download their stuff unless they have some really arterial functions hmm. or really really essential functions you know where people are kind of dependent on them so that is going to be very interesting now you know talking about a segue into our next topic about online education i mean i am a passionate mm-hmm. 
person for education and i'm an educationist myself you know having taught over 5000 people yeah all over i have a very interesting view point now uh, before i continue what do you think about the place i okay aishman you go yeah i mean uh, no you uh, go ahead abhishek like you were going to say you you were saying so uh, like what i have noticed like in one of my previous episodes like at tech talking about educational tech sector was one of the big things and what i found is that the investment in ed tech has has been so massive that it has actually replay it has gone above real estate investment it has gone above real estate investment and like byju getting a market value of 10.8 billion dollars in this pandemic and even an academy recently turned unicorn with mm-hmm. getting 1.5 billion i'm really seeing a shift and you know ronnie screw wala like he is one of the founders of uh, upgrad upgrad he said that you know this is actually making it easier because to people can access education remotely and there was a very interesting observation he made is that in indian society we have a lot of societal pressure so like mm-hmm. you have to leave your education to get a job like you don't have a choice like it's a necessity so like he said that you know uh, the rise of online platforms for educating like vedan to an academy and upgrad it's actually making them have a choice like it's letting them have a choice about their education when they want to do it if they want to do it after work if they want to do it side by side with their work so he said that that is something you know uh, very what do you say i, I can't get it it's very fulfilling for people who you know can't access education or can't get uh, or who don't who can't afford to get education because of like they need to earn a living bread and butter for their family so that is i think it's a very good wave i think it's a very good wave from my side because it's making mm-hmm. it's making access everywhere it's tell you the pros and the cons and what the general consensus is today so no doubt digital education is fantastic mm-hmm. it's being able to be again the same keys right accessibility access to information uh that again it's causing it's causing the bridge to be you know built between you know access to information or access to legit or quality information um access to kind of upskill yourself mm-hmm. so i think when the pandemic started a major part that you know i spoke about in lot of my interviews and uh webinars was about upskilling right and in fact yeah. i did con- i conducted about 15 workshops as well about where there was this dire need to upskill yourself and this dire need to sit in a webinar because there was this whole societal peer pressure that you know in the lockdown if you're not attending webinars or you know just upgrading yourself you're not re- re- you're not reading you're not doing it right like i had so many parents of their children calling me up saying that krish which course should we kind of enroll with and is this necessary is this kind of necessary for the child or is it just because you know saying that oh my daughter is doing this course and that course so that's happening on a very peer level place even mm-hmm. with office colleagues and all you know like hey buddy i'm doing this course this course this course because i'm poising myself you know that whenever things business moves back to normal i'm trying to you know enhance my position or consolidate my place or you know saying that if today comes you know there was a whole rumor of not sorry rumor there's whole wave a lot of companies like you know letting go of people and all of that stuff so when people found you know was slightly uh, not sure what's going on like to cement their statues and their positions and just to become better the everyone is just taking courses left right and center so that started off well however i am a big believer in digital education because you know i feel like through through digital medium the kind of outreach you can do on an educator side while as 
on as a student the kind of information you can get is great mm-hmm. but there's a massive con to this now let me tell you let me explain to you one thing about valuations see now when you saw valuations and startup cultures evolving from a lot of period of time you did realize that the metrics for valuation went on changing yeah it was first top line then you realized that companies were buying top lines they were bleeding more money than they were actually making and stuff like that so what typically is happening is that today these companies are thoroughly valued and valued to this kind of extension is essentially because of its vast user base and the receptiveness of this now today also you have to understand that there's one big point that you have to comment on a lot of these companies like byju's and even a lot of these other you know education companies they yeah. made their education free for a long period period of time during the lockdown which yeah. made people starting to download them yeah and the problem is that i'm i'm going to come like i told you right we spoke about ipl i'm going to make a very interesting statement and i want everybody to just you know kind of think about it in this fashion so for my 10 years of experience india is an economy which runs on two things a religion and b sentiments mm-hmm. when you say religion bollywood and cricket is a religion yes yeah yeah when you talk about sentiments it is the most sentimental market ever cuz india and the thing is that indians are the most sentimental about their money two things because of the level of emotion and sentiment involved india is the only economy in the world which you will see like fathers selling their property to get their daughters married so we have yeah, and what yeah. what that comes out to be is that all these places like religion cricket and wedding market they all are billion dollar plus markets mm-hmm. and it's like the like the bcs are largest sporting like club in the world over the second thing is when you say that indians are very sentimental about their money it is the only economy in the world that you see when someone drops their money irrespective of caste creed the immediate response is what they'll take the money and do this yeah yeah you know like touching it to their forehead and kissing yeah, it yeah like yeah so indians are very sentimental about sentimental about the money to get an indian user to pay for something is a very tough challenge as opposed to like you know the western culture because western culture people still can afford to or rather see the value in paying for things specifically like intangible things like education and uh, like as you mentioned for pay in paying for things like i think that's where byju's did a really smart thing of providing free lessons in the no no we're, we're coming we're, we're, we're coming yeah. to that like absolutely right so when they had free lessons you saw that user charts went through the roof yeah like they had so, 6 million new students in uh, march alone so like primarily students, you could yeah. say it would be very very starkly owing to the factor that it was that yeah. uh, that it, they had made it free so what yeah. typically happened is that the west will still pay some money and they appreciate good knowledge and education and yeah. they pay for intangible things today if you see the mindset like if you like so i am in the process of you know like Uh, helping a couple of edtech startups myself and you know mm-hmm. uh you know discussing a certain concepts so what typically happened is that the first notion that indians want is something tangible yeah so if you see a lot of when you see their sales a lot of certificate based education is doing much better than just like stand alone practical classes yeah. because they're getting they're garnering something about it 
and they don't realize that those certificates are actually pointless but it's just a sense of satisfaction that you know they want to write like 1 million certificate okay i've got sort from here 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 and it 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 actually call backs to the point that we've been discussing in the previous episode of joining the dots mm-hmm. and remember i told you about the art of learning the theory of learning so yeah. learning is all about like culture experience you know like your touch and learn how you you know get to learn in conversation and you know like different kinds of observation mm-hmm. so definitely education is a very big factor and today a lot of people have learned like even today for example somebody like like my father's age or my grandmother's age you know today they're not handicapped on anything if they can't figure out something they go to youtube and you know they follow instructions and they pick it up mm-hmm. for that matter when you look at culinary art a lot of chefs you know gave out recipes on that so lockdown cannot have it so even if you want to learn like certain things you could just go on youtube and take a lesson and you know kind of practice that just, yeah, so there are yeah. there have been great there have been great pros on this but now let me discuss the cons with you cons yeah. so the main general thing is initially in lockdown you know a lot of parents that i have been speaking to they said you know like i rather not send my child to school this year and just write it off and put them into like you know extra curricular classes like art paint and music and mm-hmm. you know let them resume education next year because i'm paying the same school fees but they're literally doing online classes only for 2 hours and i don't know if you know this but a lot of schools are just doing online classes for 2 hours from 9:30 to 11:30 in the morning and their fees are the same it's full fees for the entire year and they're paying their teachers half without any overheads so i'm i'm really curious to see that what is the kind of learning you're going to garner in 2 hours of just an online class for example mm-hmm. you know just when you're in school that whole experience of you know raising your hand or you know just like being around your peers discussing yeah. stuff doing projects together and all of that you can't expect an 8 year old or a 9 year old to literally you know collaborate on a zoom call you know it's 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 going to be it's it's i mean again it's a substitute but it's not yeah uh, it's, it's not it's a permanent a, solution it's a, it's a simulation yeah. again yeah, it's a, a simulation like, <laughs> it's, it's a simulation <laughs> it's it's not a solution or per se you know what i mean so a lot of parents globally or rather globally i mean pan india i mean across the board from different education hmm uh, standpoints whether it's the international or even local they kind of finding it very difficult to you know pay that kind of school fees without the children getting the complete value of the education and they having to pay a lot more in just these extra classes online you know where yeah. you know whether because the students are typically bored from 11:30 am till the rest of the day imagine an hour time like just having two hours of school from 9 to 11 and you know having to go to sleep after that like it would be like a, a holiday literally because <laughs> that would be like summer holidays for us throughout the year so you know and anyways today with digital inter- integration the kind of attention span that students have is very very less so today you know where for younger children to actually pay attention on an online class it's very difficult for them to you know not get straight away immediately yeah yeah so that is a main complaint from parents even today like for going for slightly more like graduate or post graduate courses you know like to foreign places when they were actually kind of simulating it online a lot of said you know that i'm going to postpone this to a next year because i'm not paying that kind of money like probably somebody's life savings just to okay. take an online mba program just because i'm getting the certification i actually mm-hmm. po- i was actually going to go for masters exactly abhishek no, they postponed it to next year that's i remember we having this discussion that you yeah. know that you had to you wanted to take your career path i think you were going to the uk right i was going into germany berlin germany right so uh, yeah so i i remember speaking to you about uk and germany and i kind of advised you saying that you know that kind of push it to the next year because you know that entire experience 
of you mm-hmm. know living alone going abroad their assignment you know meeting people from different ethnicities and you know different mindsets and meeting together on a global platform getting exposure to global businesses getting you know exposure to different work ethics and cultures i think that's the beauty of foreign education even for that matter even in indian education you know getting to know people from so many different backgrounds from so many different you know industries or families and different like you know you get you know people's parents from so many different kind of uh, professionals where you just come together and you exchange ideas i think that is a great sense of learning by itself mm-hmm. and that sense of bonding you know like for example so i feel that kind of pain point has kind of troubled parents a lot and in terms of economically also coming back to it uh, apart from school parents are having to pay like for these different different classes in in person which turns out to be very very expensive like the other day i saw like uh, a friend of mine told me like his son wanted to join a football class because he he used to play for school i know he was paying some absurd amount of money for taking online football training and i was kind of finding it difficult to process how that would actually work out you know yeah like online football training doesn't sound like it would be the most productive and like educational in that sense like whatever it I may be but you see like how that how the child needs to just be occupied right because yeah, you see there yeah. is my now today if you're going to do school for 2 hours and you're not going to end up doing homework for 4 hours right yeah and true. like those kids would be probably one in a million so you know parents yeah. also having them to you know be at home the whole day and you know just getting to that now the second problem that we are dealing with edtech particularly is the different formats and there is this notion in india that everything online in education should be free hmm. because indians are so used to free stuff they think that education online should be free today for example if i showed you a course for 1000 bucks you'll think twice <laughs> but today if you you know for somebody sent you a youtube or an an academy or like you know any of these uh, coursera kind of mm-hmm. courses and you saw it for free you will take it in a heartbeat and the thing is that you know the way we consume content again like we have a habit of fast forwarding jumping straight to the assignments not not yeah. sticking to the process at least in a like you know what what i was trying to say like in a classroom environment there's something called discipline and that element of discipline cannot be simulated in an online experience right because yeah. of the entire environment the strictness and you know discipline would i would say coupled with a keyword like called decorum and that's yeah. one thing about yeah. classroom education like decorum and you know everyone kind of sticking to the format no phones and everything today when you're at the at the leisure of your own place you can't however much you try to simulate it there's not much of decorum that you can kind of instantiate and with schools i would think like there's a lot more than as as you're saying decorum is a part of it like your peers are a part of it you learn so much from being in that kind of an environment just like interacting with people having talks yeah like there's such a big um in, impact that this kind of a, a social uh, environment has on ourselves and like the way we would conduct ourselves in whether it be in the workspace or whether it be in any other social situations or we are doing something like it does matter because at the end of the day if you're alone at home with a screen you're not learning that kind of interaction and exactly and today you know like even just on the academic side like of course there's no decorum and discipline again second thing is about school was a lot about decorum and discipline like you know for example um if 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 you know my school principal gets a chance to actually hear this i would say mrs isaacs you know the way she was even till today you know that those things those small things of you know just drilling into our brains like even till today like if you see my nails always be cut <laughs> yeah and uh, we had this rule of you know having the our hairs like 
people if you're wearing black shoes is make sure they're always polished you know so yes. like those kind of things that you know that we were taught in school still today apply to us and these are the grassroots levels or the learning levels of you know i'm saying those kind of kids so i mm-hmm. think that is very very essential part of the entire ecosystem and that's typically what school taught us like you know yeah. like probably for instance you know just small things like for example when an elderly person comes into the room how you how you inevitably just stand up today even whatever level of position you are when you're sitting on your table if say somebody senior comes to you or you know like a a, a client comes to you you know how you just subconsciously just stand up to greet them yeah. yeah because that's the level of respect you learn today at home a screen cannot teach you these small things mm-hmm. and of course the biggest joke coming around today is you know this is what i actually want to talk about and if you see about joining the dots like everything we've discussed has been a segue to the next topic yeah so initially what we discussed about the art of learning and you know about how you told me about how i told you my stories about puzzles and you know yeah, like so much more logic building and you know like being a person of saying how instead of wow so the largest joke around being played today is like a startup like dream 11 is like uh, kind of encouraging adults to play games and like advertisements of like white hat junior and stuff like that is encouraging six year olds to code so you know yeah. very paradoxical in today's environment and that's been the <laughs> that's been the largest joke that is with kind of trending today and you know people <laughs> are finding it very difficult to kind of fathom that fact but the thing is that see it's just it's just the kind of situation that we are in and that's what happening mm-hmm. you know like dream 11 it's more about i would say it's more about bringing that fantasy football or you know that whole fantasy era fantasy league up, yeah you know that whole fantasy idea. about you know the love and passion for sport and kind of having some sort of gratification with money because you see that they not yeah. too much and of course indians do get gratified with money and the kind of people that are playing dream 11 like the other day i went to a random store and i saw a shopkeeper playing some random dream 11 league for like <laughs> 20 rupees or something in some league of the of uh, of the cpl the cpl <laughs> is actually the the caribbean premier league you know so it is it is mind blowing So again, again, it plays on the, on the sense of social media. Again, what gratification is, but here, yeah. your social currency is actually real money to incentivize you. But I think what White Hat Junior and all were trying to actually encourage their children to kind of learn is saying that you know that kids are seeing ads today, so they should learn how to code because coding is the mm-hmm. thing. But you think, see, the thing is that what they're trying to say is what typically my you know something similar to an experience that I had as a child, you know, or somebody else, like you know how they. that that kind of intuitivity or that uh, that eagerness and that curiosity is kind of kind of melted into a child from a very young age of you know trying to solve puzzles or you know trying yeah. to achieve the how rather than the wow yeah you know, and yeah. again the sense of gratification there is again you know trying to publish your own game or your own app to your peers saying that you know build a game today that hey this is something that i created yeah. so that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of advertising they're going for but is it kind of peering the children peer pressurizing children that it could have a trickling down effect but i can tell you one thing from my interaction and being in the space is that 
it's actually peer pressure peer pressurizing parents more than that parents because more, yeah. the parents are trying to vicariously live you know their shortcomings through their children and they're trying to overpack their children with you know their shortcomings or mm-hmm. you know their inhibitions or you know their 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 ability to you know outbeat their friends children or whatever it is you know the competition at that level so i think that trickling down factor is kind of playing it down very strongly on children like you know where they have to be like excel at sports like you know the, the whole concept of an all rounder yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like even till uh, like today i don't know like in school the early years i remember a lot of my friends having to you know have you know having to make friends like if it it was there even in dexter's lab yeah if you remember this as a cartoon you guys remember yeah, yeah, yeah i remember dexter's, De- dexter's laboratory yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah if you remember, remember as a even as a cartoon oh. the kind of impact that you could kind of relate to is that how they kind of made friends only by their marks yeah Remember, like when Dexter did badly, he started wearing shorts and doing non-science stuff and chilling <laughs> with the average kids, like yeah, by yeah, yeah. doing normal things by playing in the park. And he and Manda could always go neck to neck. So, in fact, I have seen a phase of life in school to a certain extent that a lot of your friends were actually being around you mm. by your marks mm. or you know by your academic pieces. So that kind of peer pressure is a lot than parents today. You don't see that at all, and you realize it doesn't matter. Yeah. right um uh, like the the main the main problem here is like do you think um, especially as you're saying parents are getting more peer pressured in this case uh like kids especially uh, especially now that we've seen there was a whole era before just before like uh, white hat and all these kind of advertisements started coming up and parents are thinking like put, uh, they should put their kids into different classes um before this it was like you know you should let your kid discover their own kind of area that they want to go into or like whether like live their dreams kind of thing if if you want to call it that way in in that sense so how does how would that get affected now especially with like not really right because thinking, because the kids when they are talking right the thing is that what is a kid's dream even the kid doesn't know yeah today for example let's yeah. say that you and abhishek are best friends if abhishek is doing it you want to do it so as simple as that yeah. you are only yeah. as good as your peers yeah yeah today like if you see a lot of your friends like your childhood friends a lot of classes you've done together like if today rohan gets to hear this podcast mm-hmm. rohan will you know kind of uh, relate to everything i'm saying it was not about not doing it but you know when you have similar interests yeah. it's about just doing things together i remember rohan and i like we've known each other like literally all my life so like rohan and i two engineer boys we both got into coding at the same time when i started started my career like you mentioned and i created so many games at the age of 17 and 18 one of them which went to switzerland and stuff with the name of brainiac uh-huh. so yeah. the entire ai algorithm and everything that i wrote <laughs> rohan actually at the same time he was an android based programmer and he was assisting okay. a company that so me and rohan did literally everything together we i remember rohan and i just after 10th we did public speaking classes together because both of us were kind of little shy as opposed to what probably i am today like you know it doesn't having, look like it now <laughs> exactly like you know i have the need to kind of communicate socialize and you know yeah. like kind of share things with people and talk on public places and uh, you know like i like you know i kind of am passionate about delivering like keynotes or you know going to these contests and you know just trying to add mm-hmm. value as much as i can in the learning space and mm-hmm. you know share a little bit of my stories and i'm just telling you like rohan and i like public speaking classes we did we were really shy i remember this so you know that whole experience again playing tennis together like going for tennis classes and all so like it was all about exploring what we wanted to do together <laughs> yeah. because you know you're kind of rubbing off each other to a certain extent like today if you see two friends like for example even if you see like 
uh, a couple of my friends today like for example you see an uh, like an Arthur for an Akshay or you know like a Dhruv you know like who I interact on a very close basis there is there's a very similarity like in the way we talk or the way mm-hmm. our interest factors are you know so there is a you know you tend to rub off on each other yeah which is again yeah. part of your learning process and which is part of your younger school you know like uh, yeah growing up process growing up process, i literally yeah. get it because my cousin his name is ayush like you know like he is going to this online education phase like he's in the 8th grade now and like as you said there are 2 3 hours of classes online he literally has like a pe pt section pt lecture on his uh, video conferencing <laughs> thing on zoom where he actually like you know they're doing stretches while keeping the video cam on <laughs> and yeah. I, i could literally see his face he's so done with it like because he, because the fun of it with doing with your friend and pt is all about playing and doing yeah. dude like for example i remember a lot of experiences in school like which is you know very personal and again throwback you know yeah. like this playing games like kho and yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. I mean, honestly, the games and PT period were my favorite because we just got to do random like games. We used to play football. We used to play co co co. We used to play so much like just just for an hour. Nobody says anything. Just play, and that was that was the best part like, of it. Like you know, like I just told you just before lockdown, I was invited to school and speak about about cyber crime and you know, like again, social bullying. Yeah. You know, like body shaming. So I said, you know, like. Uh, we came up like responsibility is a new cool like not bullying like being responsible mm-hmm. is a new cool and mm-hmm. basically basically after that preaching they actually kind of put that out in school and you know when i just saw that whole ground just talking about it now that whole learning of you know even having karate of you know bunking classes yeah. together yeah. or like you know even like doing projects together or just playing kho kho in that same courtyard or yeah. like you know like football or everything and having a chance to meet like my uh, teacher and all playing aba dubi with your friends in aba yeah yeah aba dubi yeah i mean if 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 any international viewers get a chance to see this aba dubi is a very very uh, it's a destructive uh, game it's a destructive rowdy <laughs> game where you take a ball and whack your friend which today makes absolutely no logical sense which nope. could also be called the game of kings and i remember mm. that uh, you know we used to buy those light tennis balls which used to get you know at the tennis yeah. court it started off playing with sponge balls but obviously it was no fun because there was no pain inflicted on your friends <laughs> i can literally feel the hot <laughs> tennis ball now on my leg uh, yeah uh, man uh, so, it, there, there were times that like the tennis ball got to places you did not want it to <laughs> reach and no pain. i mean like of course right But uh, like, you know, just like the like the reason of you tearing each other's pockets, uh, you know, yeah, just like yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's again throwback to school. But this is all part of school memories. Today, what am I going to say? My eighth grade was what I was online. <laughs> like, like I was watching TV. Like, it's yeah, literally yeah. like that. Yeah. It's it's as two and it's as two two dimensional as mm-hmm. it can get. So if you see off lately now, parents are kind of feeling that saturation point. that saturation mm-hmm. tip where you know they're kind they cannot fathom the fact that they're paying that kind of money and the fees for not getting their children to learn that experience or even get mm-hmm. out of the house and being constructive in different different ways you know they're so limited to a screen and just having the necessity to just take classes after class but not knowing that if it is actually good for them or mm-hmm. not the other day like for example 
so what we what we included like i've been doing a lot of reading so what we included is you know like a lot of uh, myers brick tests and you know like personality tests to see you know where your career paths are actually you know yeah. you know um, Taking you, you know kind of aligning and stuff like that i spoke to a relative's daughter saying that you know should i do this class and that class should i do data analytics i said see what do you want to become if you don't know what you want to become start if you don't know what you want to become at least take a personality test and start following what you're good at for mm-hmm. example if you're good at math you're good at something then you know okay so why did people take science in college because today science was the safest subject to take because today to switch from a science to to a non technical field was far easier than to switch from an arts field to a technical field yeah again commerce you had either going back to an arts field or a commercial field you couldn't go back to technical and mm-hmm. what was the structure of college back then what was the premise of college back then or what is the premise of school that we will teach you the basics today people are starting to develop these these fears and stuff oh i can't do mathematics i need to drop it like i can't understand because mathematics is a fundamental of life basics of science is a fundamental of life you know like biology physics mm-hmm. like you know how like molecules atoms you know all this stuff works yeah. today even you know your balancing of equations why does it work today when you see materials what is the enhancement of technology of materials of you know atoms and different sorts of molecules and you know like detergents or you know just liquid solid gases so today you can appreciate all of these things if today you don't have this basics of knowledge is you're just you're reading things in the dark right and yeah. if you see premise of writing is all about getting contextually right so what was the structure and what is the format of college and that was what people are not understanding today and that's what i try to do for my education sessions is to kind of bridge that gap the actual idea of college was what to be a generalist and you know as and when the calling comes that's the time you can go into specialization mm-hmm. but you keep yeah. generalizing till your calling comes but what yeah. is and again because in india they're so sentimental and like i told you bollywood is a religion like after that whole you know when they took the whole premise of uh, these engineering schools mm-hmm. like of course the jokes and all are very similar i'm not lying i could literally vicariously live through my entire college mm-hmm. life through you know those jokes or you know those those the, the the turmoil and all but again by just looking at them other engineering kids who don't have that hard of a life start victimizing mm-hmm. themselves again like we spoke about you know all your media coach around of your yeah. social media today that you know yeah. oh, they know that hashtag agency life or you know like all of this yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. oh boss ne weekend ko change diya but boss that's your premise of business today if today have you seen your father if today he takes a business call on sunday have you ever seen your father saying boss today sunday i'm not going to do business today <laughs> like it's it's damn weird yeah 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 i mean uh, like the biggest example is my my own mom actually in this case because whether it be like late night early morning if it's business related it doesn't matter she's like free time i am going to do like i, exactly, I can do work i'm going to do it it was your priorities like yeah. i remember my school fact my in in school like our priorities what school first then your house next and your self last yeah that was part of my school anthem but today if you look at when you're a professional it's always work first right yeah so how can how can how can chilling like super side that so you know this this new age culture has kind of victimized themselves and have trying to lose their ethics their own work ethic for themselves which is yeah. very difficult to process today so yeah. you know coming back to like you know these movies like three idiots and everything again open to interpretation saying that oh every engineer is going to become a, photo- a photographer then you know one yeah. two people gave a case study of oh every engineer is now a stand up comedian or now engineers have become writers no because they were so thorough and they were so systematic in their work that today they can actually go and apply that structural thought so if they ask me what did engineering teach you apart from the top part 
apart from the technical was basically mm-hmm. structural thought and the and the capacity to deal with immense pressure and today like mm-hmm. any pressure in work life just feels nothing because the kind of pressure we dealt with then was was too immense right so mm-hmm. the point is that today is like oh nahi you know that everything oh today these big stories is billion dollar stories that uh, only if you are a college dropout will be make it in life so oh, yeah so, that's a big that's a big trend that is like that is a like big trend. a trend is become a trend ki mom dad i don't want to do college i'll do from i'll learn from an academy i'll learn from uh, you know youtube and all yeah, free, yeah, yeah, free yeah. for learning and my job karega <laughs> you know like skill based and everything uh, Yeah. It's a balance, boss. It's a it's a, it's a complete thorough balance. Today, yes, there is a dire need to upskill yourself, which is great. And edtech edtech is kind of facilitating that. Again, mm-hmm. Baijus Baijus was not. Let's let's come to the specifics now and what I'm trying to tell you. Baijus was not built as an alternate to education. It was yeah. built as a parallel to education to enhance your schooling life. Tutoring kind of classes, right? Exactly. It was it was yeah. supposed to supplement your learning. Supplementary. Yeah. It was all supplementary. White hat junior is not built to substitute. It's supplement. Yeah. Today you see how interpretation has taken it the wrong way. Today when you are doing these other skill sets, like for example, learning courses, learning digital marketing, or whatever it is, these are mm-hmm. all supplementary courses. You are they are they are more preparing you for OGT. OGT is on on job training. So today, when you do a when you do a back course for that, you're mm-hmm. just better prepared for what your career is going to be like. The real execution is going to be completely different in that. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is that you cannot substitute, you cannot substitute a class or online learning for what it is. Okay, today they're doing mm-hmm. MBA programs again. MBA program, what is postgraduate? It's a substitute or a supplementary program to enhance your work life. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you teach your taught like different things of MBA, like you know your business plan, modeling, networking, which you can apply to real life. Today, an average age of an MBA class is actually thirty-two. Yeah. Today, there's a dire need to do engineering. It's like a template engineering first, first finish engineering, and then do MBA. But today, the average age of MBA is actually thirty-two, thirty-three, or even higher. The point is, MBA is designed to supplement. That's why mm-hmm. today people are doing an online MBA. is basically cuz working professionals cannot actually physically give time so in that scenario it makes sense personally yeah. i would not invest that kind of money in on emba because i want that interaction experience of you know giving presentation and working with people who are also yeah. brilliant minded to kind of create something crazy cuz mba is all about networking and building relationships so a school right yeah if you can compartmentalize and see Online education is just as a skill building activity. It's great because online education is a lot to do with self learning. It's not induced learning. An institution is induced learning. Mm-hmm. We are talking about like this education. I can really you know get where you're coming from, Krish. Like you know the impact and the you know the physical experience is very incomparable as compared to online edtech. Whereas like they have been getting a lot of funding. but there's still this but there's still like you know there's this backlash from parents now you know getting saturated from this and you know like as you mentioned white hat junior like you gave us another segue into another topic which is our, <laughs> like krishan handing out segues like any yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all about joining the dots my friend yeah, <laughs> to be sure 
So, like, I'm I'm going to talk about white hat junior now. This has been a very like controversial subject because, like, as you said, like these courses are meant to supplement your general knowledge. It's meant to upskill yourself. But uh, there's this thing about white hat junior. I would like to say, like, like white hat junior is very fo- focusing very much on you know teaching coding to kids, which is also becoming kind of commercialized and you know. also getting you know from the joy of creating like coding is basically creating so i would just like to give a little context to our audience here about what is happening with white hat junior like white hat junior's advertising is completely off than you know what they are trying to achieve so like it was uh, recently bought by byju's and like mm-hmm. they are spending 10 to 15 crores on ads on digital media platforms and what's happening with byju's is that the advertising standards council of india which is like the regulatory board of advertising they actually uh, heard many complaints from customers and viewers of these ads claiming that they are dubious and made un- and they are making very uh, impossible claims because they raised complaints against fifth, seven of their ads which is claiming that you know if you if your kid who's learning coding Like he'll get, like if your kid who learns from White Hat Junior learns coding, then he can get a twenty crore uh, package at the age of thirteen, which is completely dubious. And like they are also you know comparing all these uh, like in their advertisements they are making comparisons to Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, and Sundar Pichai. Sundar Pichai for promotional purposes. Not only that, White Hat had to pull down five of their ads for because of this, and they are, they only have to pay a penalty of rupees five hundred. and their company 500 rupees not even millions are attached to it or 1000 and their company and their company is literally valued at 300 million and to add another point in one of their ad uh, white hat junior had an advertising yeah. technique where white hat junior went so far with its advertising that you know they had this fictional character that they made up who's called wolf gupta now this wolf gupta they portrayed it as a <laughs> like a legit person like a legit kid and many uh, people thought this that this was fake because they said that 13 year old wolf gupta learned ai and got a 20 crore package from google which is completely false <laughs> and people on twitter literally pointed that out and did research like is there a person called wolf gupta how is wolf gupta a name i mean <laughs> first it he just became a meme na <laughs> that whole thing became a oh, yeah like white hat junior is literally going like crossing leaps and boundaries with the promotion and advertising and you know i had this conversation with one of the teachers like you know what they said is like you know coding is coding is a very fascinating subject coding is creating and how white hat junior is you know perse- like portraying it is as you know coding is only about building apps and websites and coding is only about getting job at a google or at a big tech firm whereas coding is fun like when you like i remember when i saw shark tank in one of the episodes there was a woman who came with a company that teaches coding to children but the twist was they teach coding to children through their toys so like if you enter a coding command on their interface it actually reflects on the toy so like if you say hand up in the coding language the toy literally moves its hand up so like coding is supposed to be fun but like how it's being perceived right now through white hat junior the parents are really getting concerned and you know through complaining and that because of that white hat junior to pull down five of their ads because of these claims so krish what is your take on this like you know like as a coder yourself and getting into coding 
like i think that you got into coding solely based because you had interest in mathematics and the fun of and love of creating so what do I'm you think about but how of course right so the whole point of what you correctly said is 100% correct that you know coding is a creators platform so yeah coming back to white hat junior i'm saying let's not be too critical of them and let's not you know uh, take away from what they've done right in my opinion and a lot of people who like think like me or you know a lot of people on the education front or uh, just say that it's a campaign gone wrong right and one thing that you yeah. know from yeah. my observation that i've learned that india as an economy is that um we 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 operate on this fundamental called sharma ji ka beta and this sharma ji ka beta concept has to be understood by brands agencies and even we as individuals have been culturally culturally programmed and designed with a mindset to do something right so for example if we stumble upon something we don't see as much merit is in it as as, as opposed to your friend buying it if today if a, if a brand is if a competitor brand is doing a certain decision or a certain take on it immediately you want to ride on that wave saying that hey they are doing it so should we right and even for example from a career point of view like i feel career has been a very big social stigma in general saying that uh, you know like oh this one's son is an engineer oh this one's son has got placed in america oh this one's daughter is a doctor oh this one's daughter has got a package of solar so that whole social stigma or that societal pressure stigma is rubbed off on people mm-hmm. so i think what white hat what white hat try to do if you have to dissect it is that they try to kind of play that imagery of that wolf gupta being a typical boy who started early and reached somewhere in life and if i'm mm-hmm. not mistaken you know their agency or whatever they took that whole uh, they they basically took that whole imagery of the inspiration character of the yeah. bill gates and the steve jobs saying that yeah. this is your segue to glory or one on the world stairway to heaven <laughs> or or you know this this is your stairway to heaven you know yeah so yeah. Uh, typically you know playing on that whole trend so i don't think we should take that away from them just we can just quantify by saying it's a campaign gone wrong but what yeah. messaging they were trying to say is that you know they're trying to be like if today you wanted to learn coding for a 6 year old or an 8 year old let's be honest where would you go today mm-hmm. you would go to these random self curated courses where if today you wanted somebody who's you know thought about it giving you one on one classes and you know having a proper structured core in place you would go to white hat junior so i think that messaging was trying to be conveyed and trying to create that kind of imagery with people you know of your yeah. stairway to heaven or you know like uh, <laughs> you know giving these big examples of wolf and all of this stuff so i just say it's a advertising compared you know uh, advertising campaign gone wrong and overly mm-hmm. critically you know done by the hawks or by the trolls of the kind of uh, people we live in or the kind of culture we live in but yeah. yeah i think they've done a great job and today if they hadn't done a great job ultimately money is money right they wouldn't have got bought out for that kind of a valuation true true so i think let's 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 look at it from that point of time that and if you are to weigh out they, they've done a lot of things right the product is great and they have touched a million upon life or touched on like many lives sorry and a lot of parents you know who feel that they want to like plant that seed or the equivalent of my puzzle story to them yeah Yeah. Whitehead Junior is definitely a good 
technique or a good cost to have you know as an extra curriculum yeah. again supplementary not primary not again primarily skill based skill enhancer not a substitute so i think that's what one great conversation and one conclusion we've had is that all these edtech platforms have never tried to say we're substituting substituting school and nor have they tried to stages and been reinterpreted in that format which has kind of gone wrong so vita junior okay they had a campaign gone wrong but i don't think that we can be too harsh on them i'm sure definitely yeah, in the upcoming years they'll change the way they position themselves i think the and, messaging they yeah. try to give is like typically sorry like you know how you speak about coding like you said you know again coding connected it's to startup startup again you yeah. said shark tank you know yeah. like that whole platform create and you know joining to shark tank and then yeah, yeah, yeah. steve jobs you know that whole that whole <laughs> imagery that you have in your mind so that was that they were trying to just play upon that trend or play upon that imagery that they have it just yeah. open to interpretation which probably has been perceived wrong like we always discuss right in campaigns one is perception and perception, one is reception yeah. so there's yeah. always a fight of perception versus reception how you want how you how you want your brand to be perceived to be and how the audience actually, actually receive yeah. it so i just a campaign gone wrong nothing else i would just as like a product that's, actually, that's, that's actually, actually a great job i just like to conclude with one thing regarding this is like you know many people are considering that you know the like the introduction of white hat junior into like a child's education is actually going to make the yeah. to iits more cutthroat like like the iits like the admission in iits and in the technical education aspect of itself in india is going to make the race much more cutthroat because of white hat junior it has its pros also but just pointing that out that you know it see the thing is of course with enhanced competition like today look at the level of sporting let's look at cricket mm-hmm. let's look at this thing when you have technology into sport how can you remove technology out of education yeah today the level of sport that is there it's at the highest level of it possibly is right yep. because of mm-hmm. sports technology into athleticism it's a level of professionalism so obviously if you've got these tools to enhance your education today the kids are much smarter than probably we were yeah and true. maybe the word smarter is incorrect to use and say they're probably more exposed to what we were right yeah so they do yeah. of course come across as smarter and probably likewise for us then even our older generation and you mm-hmm. know from generation to come like you know what i'm trying to say so mm-hmm. these kind of statements in fact these i find these kind of statements dubious and and uh, like <laughs> you know like literally <laughs> driving a truck into a wall like you yeah. can't make these kind of statements and saying that but on the good side is that you know then you're not only thoroughly reliant on an iit that if you don't do an iit your life is over mm-hmm. right so it's an entire upliftment of entire totality of skills in general so of course like today if your iit is the best the competition will get tougher right today if, if athleticism yeah. is at its top priority or yeah. at its toppest level in uh, or rather being fit is at the top priority of athleticism rather to put it that way of course the competition to get into these top level sporting leagues is very tough look at mm-hmm. like batsmen like some great batsmen have not got a chance to play for india when they are competing at that level yep. so if 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 today we if today we see that if today we see that trickling down into sport why can't we see it in education 
yeah and like you mentioned like especially when it comes to uh, kids being exposed to technology at a really young age and uh, even education like using technology in in the uh, like curriculum in general what do you think um, is a good time for a kid to actually get started you like or get introduced to tech rather than what they are right now because there are there have been some uh, pitfalls as well especially when like young kids uh have we've seen them using their pa- uh, parents uh, accounts and go, uh, like if, whether it be in gaming they 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 just uh, use their cre- parents credit cards because it's already saved into the account and suddenly like all the money is gone and there's uh, or like what is a good t- because there's a pro as you said there's always pros and cons to things right, right. So what is actually a good time for a kid to actually get into tech or rather mm-hmm. get get, get in- introduced So I think also, talk, sorry this is also a very good question for parents also so like this will also get a lot of parents attention to this question so i would also like to you know krish like talk from a parenting perspective like a parents perspective also when you so answer. so to be honest this entire whole education conversation has been from a point of an educationist and from the parents point of view as well mm-hmm. and neutrally to the student as well you know seeing the pros and and you know playing on both sides but to answer your question i think we mixed up two concepts here here one is introduction one is introduction to tech and one is actually acquaintance to tech right right so when i say introduction to tech means being on the technical side being acquainted oh, okay. to tech is basically right. how to kind of use the platform yeah, use right yeah. so the thing is that why i see a lot of merit in companies like a white hat junior or you know the the white hat juniors of the world rather is because if i feel i had that kind of facility to get exposed to something which i didn't know and i was kind of pseudo passionate about i wouldn't try if i didn't know like you know like if you don't try you never know right yeah yeah, yeah that's true like it is like if you don't if you if like you there's no way to test the waters for example when in our generation you had these courses or whatever but the only coding you learned was when you went to college and that's the time you got to take a chance whether you act- is actually coding your thing or you just <laughs> th- had an idea just yeah. you thought coding was your thing right a lot of people say nahi bada okay you know i want to become big and become a coder but was it actually your thing so today what's happening is that today when you got facilities to this for example as a child i've reached level 2 intermediate in art i've done like i've done my fair share of experimentation mm-hmm. but is art my thing no if i have to draw my most famous art piece today will be still that sun with the mountains and the river coming down the 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 legendary thing that is everyone's masterpiece yeah. that's my absolute masterpiece with you know blade grass and i'll shade the colors and everything for you <laughs> the works and i promise you if i do 10 drawings i they will all look 9 out of 10 the same by the way krish passed intermediary intermediary exams and art Oh my god. No no, I didn't pass the exam. Let's be clear. Oh, I trained okay. I I I trained for it but I found it I didn't I didn't bother giving it. Sorry for the dubious claim. Yeah, so you know that <laughs> exposure where you can take one on one classes, introductory classes and which are not too expensive which kind of you know plant the one on one like you know like a one on one class of uh yeah. this kind of stuff. I think it's great because I remember I did my fair share of course that time I remember after the tenth, I finished a nine nine month multimedia program from NIIT in three months, which included what is being constructed into a three year program today. Like I'm certified even till today. Like you know, from you know, like your you know your graphic design, your video editing, yeah. sound yeah. editing. So I learned on Adobe Photoshop six. 
Okay. Adobe Photoshop 6.0. I learned on Adobe Premiere like those kind of generation because I wanted to try my hands in everything because you know I am the I am a modern day kid of what I what I probably would be today that I want to try everything. Today if I had a class mm. chance to take a graph and that time I must have paid 30 35000 bucks for that course. Which was a lot in that point of time. Yeah. So it put a lot of pressure on like my parents. But today, if I had a chance to do that same course in two thousand, three thousand rupees, it would be great. That is graphic designing actually my thing, or is it because my older cousin took it and it sounds cooler than it actually is? <laughs> Similarly with art, if today your older sister or somebody took like was greatly into art, you got the pressure. Okay, you know even we should do art. I think it's a it's it's a great pathway for kids to kind of explore if they actually think it's their thing or not. Imagine if you say, okay, what did you do some last summer? I made an app. I'm not saying get yeah. challenged, but if today you have that curiosity for a student yeah. like me who is mathematically inclined or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I think it's a great platform which probably I would I would crave to have in my generation than because you know I would get a lot more acquainted to a lot more different things than today. In mm-hmm. those times, we had to travel, God knows where, to do like robotics workshop. Reaching, I even I did one course of and won some competition level to. I think it's hacking from IIT Kharagpur, then some national level robotics from IIT Delhi and all that. But everything there had to just be so intense, like you have to give up weekends, go all the way to IIT Bombay, you know, make microprocessors, recode it, transfer wires straight. So it was just really cool. Now that time it was maybe just making a robot sounded much cooler than actually making one. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it was just really cool. You know how to actually go to circuits and. you know practically to see how things work and i think that if kids have that kind of exposure today from these online courses i think it's great but again let's be very clear with it that from a parents angle that parents don't get pressurized please see them as supplementary classes and not primary yeah and today if yeah. your kid is trying to pursue anything in the long run these one on one classes can actually tell you if this is right for your kid or not or if this is great for your kid or not today you know how everyone had this one thing did you also have this one thing that बड़े होके मेरे को क्रिकेटर बनना है आई रिमेंबर थिंकिंग दैट फॉर अ मोर इट वाज मोर ऑफ बैटमैन फॉर मी एंड पोकेमोन मास्टर बैटमैन एंड पोकेमोन मास्टर बट माय पोकेमोन मास्टर फॉर श्योर मैन माय मॉम फॉर श्योर लाइक एट वन पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम आई थॉट एट वन पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम आई थॉट आई वाज एश फॉर श्योर I think I was simulating my experiences and my mom was like what is is my child going crazy <laughs> But oh, yeah, man. Like, so that's what I'm trying to say. Like, for example, when you see these kind of thing, so uh, you know, like going to cricket. But when you actually went on the field, I still remember that fear of a season ball being fast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Till today, you get like jitters. But today, imagine. Look at. I'm just trying to compare technology to technology. Today, if you have a fear of facing a fast ball, you can pay some amount of money and go to these nets, which have these ball machines. and they give you full gears like you know like in even in entertainment arcade that you can actually face bowling what 120 130 to actually overcome those fears yeah so you know like you know that whole thing of what you play in your building and thinking that you know you're a star player but you know when you go to like a cricket field with a proper ball and this competition it's really tough you, you really realize like what the true true reality but the point is that how do you yeah. know that only when you go to coaches get your hand dirty yeah. play matches you fail get out for ducks again and again like you fail then you realize okay listen now i'm going to segment my cricket that i'm going to leave this as a hobby mhm uh, abhishek you're muted <laughs> 
okay so moving on from this now i would like to talk about something that's completely unrelated to education <laughs> and i would like to bring us towards the green tech sector now what is happening so like green, there is a lot of uh, emphasis and focus being given to green tech because um, amid the pandemic there has been a lot of awareness about the environment conservation of it and how uh, like how environment is thriving and how it's being affected also and how green tech comes into the play in india and i know like the western world and the euro and the like in europe like green tech is much more evolved but it's now like with the citizens of india like uh, metropolitan cities like people like us in metropolitan cities are expecting like you know when will this wave of green tech come to us because like considering the current development like we have some uh, electrical vehicles introduced by tata and hyundai and they are also planning to do this but there's this recent thing that happened is that adani energy like what happened is like they they have grown 500% in just 6 months and why is that happening is because adani is investing in green renewable energy they are planning to install like a big solar cell power plant by 2020 sorry 2022 and they are putting in massive amounts of money to build this uh, to you know increase the renewable capacity uh, generating the renewable energy capacity in india so like uh, uh, coming back to like you know electrical vehicles being introduced solar powered and renewable energy being a very keen focus on by these tech our technological like a technological companies so where do you think like krish like where when do you think like the wave of uh, electrical vehicles or like you know green tech will possibly hit us or is it a very tough task for us because you know like majority population of india like we have such a big population and plus so many of us are like the people who are at the poverty level or below the poverty line they are not exposed to such things so like when do you think like is this green tech revolution going to come to india or not so i uh, let me tell you one thing about green tech again it is something that is inevitable right in whatever format in whatever capacity it is 100% inevitable and what do you mean by that is essentially what typically happens is that uh, for instance uh, when i was talking to some global counterparts and i was talking to a couple of my friends who are working in strategy in london in like you know global agencies like lander and stuff they said it's not only an indian thing but it's actually a culture from the west in the last two years there's been a lot of emphasis on this keyword called sustainability mm-hmm. so it's not so green tech is again a fad like a trending word kind of a system which has been kind of trending all around but the emphasis is technically on sustainability so sustainability that can be applied to anything so for example any global campaign any global business whether it's any even fashion if you read mm-hmm. about fashion this is entire angle on sustainability that's coming then how you know like they think that you know discarding so many millions of garments is like very harmful for the environment so how is it kind of renewable how is it sustainable how is it moving from place to place how is it you know changing from place to place so that entire whole gamut of things is kind of mindset wise is evolving how they saying that you know how people used to buy shoes you know like for example having so many pairs of shoes but then now they've creating their these one pair of shoes with different stick on so that saying that don't waste 
material don't create unnecessary demand and create sustainability in what you're trying to consume mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. using materials which is uh, just one example so for example even if you're looking at other global campaigns how they are adding an angle of sustainability in terms of you know uh, saving water saving like different different things so there's a whole angle of sustainability and today when you look at energy of course something that's renewable cost nothing or rather cost much lower because the way the way that people have kind of transmitted is that renewable energy is from the earth and it costs nothing so let's give it back to the earth but of course to have technology and to commercialize it is slightly more expensive and to reach the kind of masses is going to take some time today in fact i already saw if if you observed that a lot of big big petrol pumps you already see ev charging stations i don't know if you mm-hmm. noticed this but if you stepped out to fill fuel or something but in larger petrol pumps like in in like uh, like larger brands ev stations have already come so that adaptation has starting to come and what's te- technically happening is that uh, indian electric cars are right now slightly more expensive than the market is because of you know the economies of scale and you know the the dependency of different kinds of cars but the the dependency on electrics coming back as a consumable product is kind of in- inevitable if you go to europe mm-hmm. in the last 3 years you see teslas and all moving around yeah. and charging stations yeah. are every station so it's just a matter of time how we can kind of adapt to it because you know as a country we have different different priorities but definitely the change is inevitable and today when you see when you see companies like adani taking these mighty steps and these global steps uh or a pan india level you know to go into these different different kind of businesses and trying to promote this kind of pieces then you know that this wave is inevitably going to come yeah another another point to like you know bring in this discussion is like you know one of the main one of the other reasons that you know adani is doing it is because like due like as you know like due to the recent uh, setbacks in our relationship with the chi- with china there has been an immense pressure on us on you know uh, actually fulfilling the manufacturing capability that indians have so one of the main reasons adani wants to you know push for uh, you know establishing green tech in india like not like, not not to mention as green tech it's a bad word but like you know renewable energy so like uh, for instance like prices of crystalline silicon modules which is like a primary component on solar panels you get that in cheaper rates in china and even the labor costs are less compared to india so like they want to you know reduce the dependency on china for you know uh, buying these uh, components so like that is also one of the main reasons adani is doing this so that was just to point out what we are doing and uh, yeah aishman i would like to uh, put it on <laughs> put it on to me uh- <laughs> No but like uh, I I I would say uh, especially like now looking at even even in Europe right as you mentioned like they've been they've been on this uh, kind of a wave of especially with Teslas and all those kind of cars they they they, they built up the charging stations they they are starting to use it in their daily lives electric cars and all those kind of things and I think hopefully which is a good step but like we all know how how much of uh, our climate needs it specifically uh, uh, the earth needs us to take those kind of steps the expense is the part that uh, it's really killing us but who knows what will happen with that but in this in a similar scenario if you were to move ahead and we were to look like 
let's say if you wake up 10 years later from now where do you think like not only in green tech but where do, where do you think like technology itself would have moved forward to or what do you think we would find 10 years ahead from now hopefully the jetsons <laughs> yeah for sure i would love to meet the jet i want an iron man like i want literally an iron can man can we get a hovering skateboard as well please <laughs> i mean so like that's that's as the that's the best answer that i could give to a question like this because the way at which technology is evolving at this space i don't yeah. see it too far off today like being in the being a creative technologist and a mm-hmm. mixed reality and you know augmented reality specialist i've already seen a lot of iron man technology going around you know with the hololens yeah. which is far you know much ahead of time yeah. the other day i just i just did a tie up with somebody globally to create an entire whole igloo of innovation and provide these kind of solutions to india for example yeah. without you know vr without without having to wear the headsets so you are sitting actually in a place and with you know with external temperature controls the entire surrounding i can feel like you know with proper content i can feel like i'm in the peak of mount everest so these things are coming coming very very soon it's just about the time and the the space like today i think in dubai you already see have you've already seen jetpacks ஒரேட்டட் you know two seater kind of a drone kind of a helicopter mm-hmm. you know which is mighty small so i think that's why i said next 10 years hopefully the jetsons <laughs> a lot is going to change <laughs> i like i like how the next 10 years are seen by us taking inspiration from sci-fi like <laughs> no that is inevitable right it is it is kind of inevitable i mean today if the american elections could be kind of predicted by the simpsons then oh i don't God. think <laughs> <laughs> that that is, that is that is a rabbit hole simpson simpsons has some kind of magical power in <laughs> like they they know the future where are they getting this information the time traveler is with them he's no, writing so the I, show so i don't <laughs> see like us being too far from the jetsons you know you yeah. know with a kind of so the the jetsons were the innovators of something what it's called iot of today or something called home automation yeah. that you wake up and you sit on a conveyor belt they brush your teeth wear your clothes shower for you and you're out fresh you know <laughs> yeah. like a manufacturing yeah. unit and if if i had that system in school like i would be a different human being today you know just stand on my belt and they're brushing for me and yeah oh but that also I reminds just, me of volley like the chairs that you're sitting on and like all the humans have just gone to crap and they they don't do they don't, they don't even want to get out of like the sitting position I want Jarvis. I want Jarvis to come. Like, just imagine you have a personal Jarvis with you. <laughs> Dude, you've seen like uh, so. This is just like digressing into a different point. But Hacksmith Industries is this YouTube channel, right? Oh um, yeah, I, I, and they made like a full Iron Man, uh, like phasing phase or uh, destroyer and all that stuff. So that was that was quite fu- cool to watch in gen. <laughs> so Grisha. Yeah. like uh, being in the last leg of our podcast i would like to ask you a personal question so like what are your personal goals like we said like what is your perception of tech or how do you see tech after 10 years so i would like to ask mm-hmm. you like what are your long term what are your long term goals and 
where do where will we see krish ramnani after 10 years what he'll be doing so of course definitely in in the industry that i am in today for sure and hopefully making a more global larger impact and you know touching more lives in from a solution point of view so to being very very you know completely very very tech driven or other tech enabled and very process driven and you know to kind of break the myth of how to be like unilaterally creative because i feel creativity has no barrier right so just yeah. to overall enhance things from a very fundamental perspective in the organization and kind of bring that solution to have that impact on uh, businesses have that impact on clients and have that impact on the kind of projects you're working on to kind of deliver something which is far beyond numbers i think that's where i look to achieve on a personal level is definitely i see myself on a because i told you i'm an educationist so i do see myself in the edtech space in some capacity for sure at some level maybe at a concept level maybe at a consulting level i don't know but definitely married to the education space and hopefully you know try to integrate both of them to create a larger value to people where they can really benefit from the same as you are done with this discussion now krish i would want you to talk about toggled like this baby you've been running for 8 years with two of your best friends and how is the experience been and what is next for toggled head like what are your aspirations and what's been happening in toggled okay so i said in the last 8 years i couldn't you know be more thankful and more proud of you know being part of this organization and i wouldn't say anything different and uh, the last 8 years have been nothing but nothing less than a roller coaster journey and a fantastic learning experience to kind of you know learn and just become the best version of myself and probably learn so much about the most uh, difficult industry to be in because the only reason i would say difficulty is that because the only way you can garner stability is to be ahead of time because things are moving so mm-hmm. fast so like if yeah. things are moving at such a fast pace to kind of you know be ahead of time and kind of innovate at every point of time and because it's a service space to you know always de- deliver satisfying and innovation to your customers to the best of your ability at the same time kind of you know create the balance between organization structure and everything that's been a roller coaster journey and it's been it's been so like i couldn't be more grateful for this experience uh second stage me to a personal journey of you know always trying trying to find reason and trying to having to like join the dots like you know how the differentiation of works from even pharma to sport mm-hmm. so that entire process has been absolutely incredible so i think going forward definitely would be to and of course the pandemic has done a lot of self you know self introspection to try mm-hmm. you know give you that little breather from the hustle and bustle not not saying that it's been a breather but you know it's been a more alone time like the work hours have been double like for example if i would end up spending x amount of time these these hours would go even to wee hours in the morning from including even yeah. weekends you know so i would say that this period has been like a great opportunity so kind of create opportunity in in adversity so mm-hmm. you know like doing a lot of self introspection and you know trying to you know build upon trying to consolidate trying to build upon the mistakes you probably could have and uh, trying to capitalize on the areas which you probably felt which were not the best and you know you know kind of collate all your learnings and all your uh, shortcomings in the past to create like you know the next version and that that you know that sense of hunger 
and that sense of yeah. motivation is there to go further and to say that okay yeah. now you know what's up because 8 yeah. years is like in the digital space you can almost say you know you you know it all you've seen it all mm-hmm. now it's about taking it to the next level and how to you know capitalize and consolidate and actually trying to draw a balance to see what the market de- what the market demands and where do you where do you see your space and how do you kind of carve out your niche and deliver what you want to do best mm-hmm. i like to add, to add a follow up question like i have i've seen like you know toggled has you know recently been hiring a lot of creative professionals like artists and art directors designers and even writers of like so like i've heard like there are so many writers and designers now like not only like a graphic designer but like there have been so many like creative recruitments in toggled so like Oh, like what? Like what is your next step? Like where is what is Toggled next step now? So as as of course to keep the vision in place, as simple as that, which is like being process driven, creatively, uh, creatively uh, challenged at every single point of time, and kind of uh, creatively infused with a tech enabled solution at all point of time in whatever we do. right mm-hmm. and it's more right now it's not about focusing on what we do because that has to enhance but more of a lateral kind of a development of how we do it like you know infusing a lot of things into the work structure like you know like as you noticed a lot of cross sectional play a lot of cross sectional uh, and uh, interdepartmental play and lot of basically focusing on more how we do it. Hmm. rather than doing on what we do yeah okay and and uh, and you know like taking things to the next level and kind of of course joining the dots and you know being like you know at least possibly globally and pan india recognized and doing remarkable work in how we do it you know that to blend in that winning formula in our creative space and now i would like uh, thank you krish for like you know your yes. candid responses and all your insights and everything about the about our discussion like i i was like i i was so excited to see you <laughs> excited on like while answering and you know being so passionate with it so i would like to thank you for you know taking your time and coming and like truly we got to learn so much and and we never knew yeah. you were into star wars yeah 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 <laughs> You're a big nerd, man. <laughs> Join us in the nerd. <laughs> so, like, yeah, uh, I got a segue now. So, like, from nerdism, I would like, uh, I would want Ayushman to speak about his podcast <laughs> called The Sheeples. So, Ayushman, I would like to, uh, I would want you to say, like, why did you start Sheeples and what's next for Sheeples? Like, you just, you just got over with the horror segment. Yeah, of yeah. Just. <laughs> one thing before i just want to know should i take that as a compliment yeah no, it's a compliment from us it's a compliment because from us it's definitely a compliment it is a compliment uh, like if i see your nerd it's a compliment <laughs> no but like we've always seen in media right nerd is always not not the, the king like you yeah. know literally the king <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think my north side kind of got exposed, but it, it's <laughs> great. Yeah. It is like, good I, I, exposed. Like you know, like uh, the main key driving factor to be part of this business is driven by passion. Mm-hmm. Like I think to do what you what you're doing best as an artist, or I'm not calling myself an artist, but our business is creatively challenged. 
like mm-hmm. it, one of the main key points is basically creatively thinking being ahead of the game in technical and you know being so process driven so i think like unless you don't have that passion from a top to bottom approach at a very granular approach and you know question the question the how and not the why at every point of time i think that's mm-hmm. the winning formula in this business so you know how to actually you know lead from the front or you know bring that kind of thought process down from top to bottom i think that is going to be next you know like bringing the how into play yeah Okay. And so Ayushman, now I would like to talk you talk. I would want you to talk about Sheepers, like what's uh, happening in Sheepers, what's next for Sheepers. So, like you said, Sheepers. Well, for it started off for me with a friend of mine. Uh, we, the two of us, were like in our final um, kind of semester for of our MBAs, and at the time we were just like in a space where. It, it, we also didn't know what we wanted to do after we got done with the mba as much as you should know you want to get a job and all those kind of things we were in a space uh, where we the both of us have like really different interests in general the my friend who's my partner in the sheepers he's a he's a guy who actually creates his own perfumes and he's a perfumer he's wants to study perfumery and he's actually applied to a school in france uh, wow that, that, i never <laughs> knew most that probably go Uh, <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I'm a cyborg. You have to connect me to this guy because I'm like a perfume, like super, like oh, definitely. I would, like, I'm I super passionate him. about different kinds of fragrances. Oh damn! Oh, we have, uh, you you will have a ball of a time talking. This is also a perfume connoisseur. There are so many flavors, <laughs> man. I thought of Krish as yeah, so, I, I only thought of Krish like a tech geek and you know being like this some sort of education. Like this educator, but there are so many facets to this. Uh, there's there's a stupid joke here. If I had to put it, like if you've seen the movie Shrek, uh, Shrek would call him an onion because it's it's full of layers. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. Finally, finally done. So you know what? That's such such a cool thing because if I had to create a gaming nickname uh-huh. or a coding nickname, I think I'm going to use the onion. <laughs> done. <laughs> Uh, but Aishman, and, and I can also and I can also make people cry. So, oh, 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 Uh, but we are just like two nerdy people who want to show our creative sides out, whether it be like in a, in the work that we are putting out on Instagram, or uh, we kind of want to talk a lot about mental health as well. That's how we started off. That's a space where the two of us were very um, unsure of ourselves, and that's how like we wanted to start the podcast. It was uh, we started out talking about where our own mental space is, and going further, maybe in the next year or so, we want to kind of work with other like. organizations whether it be in mental health or um, animal abuse or uh, like different kinds of organizations and make sheeples like a community that not only like creates but also gives uh, gives forward like pays it forward kind of thing so not like we creative side is always going to be there but like we also want to work on uh, these kind of sections of society so hopefully like uh, we can create some really interesting ideas we can work with uh, people who listen to us and hopefully cre- uh, you know come up with projects that 
that can help like people who are suffering through mental health issues or people who want to work with animal rights and such different uh, concepts so yeah hopefully that's like that's the step forward for us uh, we're just looking into how we're going to go for it So, so that's lovely as chris said not the wow the how how <laughs> it's all connected joining the dots guys <laughs> joining the dots <laughs> yep so that's the lovely thing that you're doing aishman and i would like to tell everyone like to check out the sheeple's podcast like my personal favorite episodes were the po- like the pokemon game one episode <laughs> and the harry potter episode and the one oh, where like me ayush you were there you so, were in one of the episodes <laughs> people totally nerded out on dc doing all uh, all hands in with their uh, <laughs> so like those are my favorite Thank episodes you. and my non favorite episodes were the recent one horror i <laughs> absolutely hate horror so oh. do check out their feed or uh, you can find them on instagrams at uh you the name is sheeples people i'm going to be putting their link out in the description and all in our social media promotions and media and i'll also be linking all krish's profiles his linkedin his instagram so if you want to get in touch with him you can surely get in touch with him i'll be providing his email also so yeah that it's done for now and uh i would like to cap it off by saying thank you to both of you for taking your time out and coming here and i hope you all had a good experience and you know uh, like i hope i did justice to giving you the platform to you know present your opinions and views about different things so thank you krish and thank you ayushman and krish any last words do you want to give i want to say on a on a concluding note like i couldn't be more thankful i couldn't be more thankful and like i've enjoyed my evenings <laughs> i would say which were much much longer than we thought we would actually spend time but it's been yeah, almost yeah. <laughs> a few hours probably 5 6 hours combined and it's been one hell of a roller coaster and you know it's been yeah. such a such a great time and you know so nice of you you know to connect and you know just speak about so many relevant things and you know we were able to come to consensus on like so many different things and you know try and see how everything is actually connected mm mm-hmm. and you know how we didn't even realize that we touched upon like so many things and we realized that what is happening in yesteryears and what is happening today is actually no different it's mm-hmm. only that mediums have changed so like super excited for the times to come but thank you boys for this wonderful opportunity and i couldn't be more grateful and looking forward for the future and krish what would you like to say to our viewers like uh, like regarding tech or you know just your like what is your uh, what is the like the capping off sentence for you to our viewers like your ultimatum or something like that adapt be responsible but be mindful okay that's a great way to put it chris <laughs> that's a t-shirt again <laughs> all t-shirt ideas and ayushman what is your message to our listeners like your concluding note um first of all i just like want to thank you for asking me to come on to this episode i wouldn't have like it was such a throwback to just like get to talk to not only you but also krish in this whole uh, like it was again iid times 2 years back just reminds me of those uh, lectures and then after that like just uh, the presentation that we had especially so the two of us had kevinters as our brand at the time and we had to make like a whole uh, presentation about it and it was I think that was such a great time uh, at the ideas that we got came up with uh, the way we got to present it and uh, our judge one of the judges at least 
Krish was the yeah. one. Uh, like, like it's all coming back. Like it's back. It's a circle, guys. It's joining the dots <laughs> again. But yeah, thank you. And I, I guess that's the main thing, right? Like one of the biggest things that we always want to preach about is, especially during quarantine, is loneliness is like a bigger pandemic than. the pandemic that's going on now and the w- one thing that we need to learn about it ourselves is like look love yourself understand like lo- learning to love yourself and learning to understand our own mental health is really important at this point of time so absolutely yeah please do okay so thank you aishman for the lovely message again and mm-hmm. i hope soon we get krish to unleash his nerd side on the sheep is soon <laughs> so yeah i love that Like we would love to have you on an episode where we can just nerd out about any topic that yeah, I think Come you, on. we have so many topics we can talk about. Let's do it next Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same done. time, same place. <laughs> so yeah, this okay. is a podcast where we create another <laughs> podcast and we help each other. Yeah. So yeah, thank you everyone and like thank you for tuning in for episode eight. It's been a very enjoyable experience, like talking about. Uh, music to Batman to Jetsons to tech, like it's <laughs> very in- insightful thing, insightful yeah. session. Like I think a lot of people will get a more humane side of technology, like rather than focusing on only the technicals every time. So like we got the more human side of it, the more mm-hmm. psychological side of it. So thank you for tuning in for episode eight, and we will see you next time. Thank you everyone. Bye. See you. Bye bye. See you. Bye.